Hey guys, welcome to the Fakata Podcast. I know I'm a little late. It's Thursday. We had some uh, issues yesterday getting audio from one file to the next and uploading. I don't know if it was an internet thing or an anchor thing, but it kept giving me delays and everything else. But it's here today. Thank you so much for your patience. Sorry about that, but at least we have something this week, right? So this week is something really cool. I was at Beyond Comic Con last Saturday, and I was able to do a panel with a good friend of mine and a good great creator named Martin Piero uh, from Cosmic Times. He's out of West Palm Beach. Now we've done a couple of panels in the past. If you listened to previous versions of the Flock of the Podcast, you probably heard it. It's just so cool for us that after COVID, after everything, to be back together and doing a panel again. Uh, tune in. It was a really good panel. Um, it's on making comics and everything else. I think we covered some really cool bases that I regularly don't always cover. Um, and uh, yeah, just enjoy, guys. Uh, I'll have links in the profile and uh, we'll wrap it up at the outro. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, George went on uh, above and beyond. Yeah, I've done. I did. I've done. This is my third show in a row, and mm. this is the first one that had lanyards. Yeah, there you go. And the others were bigger. Lanyards are for fancy things. Tell me. About anyway, uh, thank you guys. To, uh, this is the Making Comics panel. We are at Beyond Comic Con. Thank you guys so much for attending. Um, my name is Juan Navarro. I am the editor in chief of Creature Entertainment. Man, it's been a while since we did this. Yeah, it's fun to do this again. Turns uh, uh, Creature Entertainment. It's a local Miami uh, publisher. I'm also the owner of The Goblin's Heist, which is a comic book shop out of Hialeah, Florida. I produce several books, uh, including a book called Tommy. It's a story about a little boy with an imaginary friend and finds out the imaginary friend's a serial killer. So, and then I also am an artist, so I also did the covers for Ha Ha number one, and this is also for Vampirilla number 19. What? So, I work in the comics industry. I, I work in the comics, I just finished doing a Marvel, Marvel upper deck cards for uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. Well, bleh. I got you. And, uh, and for uh, a couple other things. So, I work in the comic industry, I sell comics. My whole life has been comics, I've probably dedicated more than 20 years to it. So, I tend to know stuff. One guy that knows stuff, too, is Martin Piero. Hi, I'm Martin Piero. I am the publisher for Cosmic Times. Been around since 2008. Um, still, one of these days, I'm going to make it. I know it. Just, I keep trying hard enough. Uh, just like Juan, we publish books. Uh, Good, Bad, and the Prehistoric is our one of our most popular books about dinosaurs and cowboys. Uh, and then From Blood, we just put out nationally, though somebody didn't order for their store. Um, and it's the story of a superpower mental patient. Why didn't I see any on your rack, on your new comic rack right. in your store, Juan? Huh? Because I have other, I have older copies of it. Okay. All right, right. <laughs> and, and one thing I want to talk about while we're doing this too is is trying to find new ways to market your comic and sell your comic. Yeah. We've started doing these collectors boxes, and this has been an amazing thing for us. Yeah. We've done very well with them, especially on Kickstarter. Um, it's an investment on on the back end, but it pays for itself in the long run. So, right. and we'll talk about all that good stuff and answer any questions you have. There's a seat right back there if you want to. The, oh, he's taking pictures. He's taking pictures. All right. He's, he's, he's with the program. Okay, so let's do this. Yeah. Um, so most of the time what I like to do is uh, do Q&A. So if you have any questions, feel free to raise your hand because everybody might be at a different level. Right now I want to know uh, how many artists are in here? How many writers are in here? All right, writers talk to the artists, artists talk to the writers. We're done. And there you go. <laughs> how many of you have a lot of money? All right. <laughs> Please help everybody else out. Um, Comics is not an easy game. 
Plain and simple. I just want to. It's 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 very rewarding, but not in monetary ways. If you're looking to make money, do anything else. It can be. Go sell hot dogs. Go sell. But it's very hard to make it. Not that you can't make money. You can make a glorious amount of money, but it's not easy because you have to think about it. Even when you guys are at this con, how many things are you seeing? How many things do you see on the show floor? How many things are you looking around? How many things are trying to grab your attention? So you have to look at the project that you're wanting to do and you want to get out there. How is it going to grab people's attention? When I told you about Tommy and I go, little boy with imaginary friend and finds out imaginary friend's a serial killer, that's a byline. I put that together five, six years ago and I still use it. Oh, yeah. It works. It's all about the elevator pitch. Yeah, elevator pitch. And either you're going to be into it or you're not. Because I can tell people are like, Ugh. like, no, I don't want to do it. And other people are like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And maybe they're too into it, and now you got to report them to FBI. But um, most of the time, what you want to do is find that out with your book. Have your center line, what the idea is, run with that. And get it done. That's the other thing. If you have an idea in your head, everybody has some 3,000-page saga that's going to take four volumes and five movies. And Dude, can you do eight pages? Can you do eight pages that entertain me? If I tell you Luke Skywalker changing the battery of a speeder and it's a, a, a eight page, you might read it because if you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to be like, oh, does he change the battery on a Star Wars speeder? You're going to watch that. You have to look at that macro, that micro, and then go to macro. Now, Lord of the Rings is made up of a bunch of moments that makes it really good. How do you get those moments? So if you're going for a project like that, try to you know temper it. Find the smaller ways of showing off your stuff and work in increments so you don't, you don't kill yourself. Well, that's assuming you're doing it yourself. I mean, I'm assuming that everybody's going to start out like we started off, self-publishing your own book, getting it out there, and doing it on, on your own. I mean, obviously, hopefully you'll get hired by somebody to pay you to write comics, but that's, 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 that's a dream to chase unto itself. Um, what he was saying, though, about the elevator pitch, I want to get back to that. You, you need to love your project. Like, that's a problem I have. I fall out of love with no. my projects a lot. But because, because speaking of elevator pitch, I've I, I boothed next to this guy for about 10 years. And he has this book called Zombie Years. And I can tell you the elevator pitch. <laughs> it's, it's the walking dead. and it, it's, it's, it's zombies in Miami. It's like the walking dead with better weather. Yeah. That's what he, he said that a million times. Yeah. But he believes in the project. Yeah. You know, you've you got to have that. You've got to love your work as much as... You want people to yeah. love it or no one's going to care. Yeah. So if you're just doing this because I want to make comics because that seems like a cool thing, it may not be for you. You have to have the passion for making yeah, yeah, comics. Yeah. That's what gets over everybody. Like that, Those are the guys that go the long distance that we keep seeing them. We come back to God. You know, I think we haven't done a con together in how long? Three years. Three years. Oh. Mm-hmm. So this is our first con together. You know? And I knew I would probably see them down the road because we've been doing cons. You have a passion for it and you're going to keep doing it. Um, keep that in mind. And it's good to have a group behind you or around you to, to keep that going. But a lot of times it's going to be by yourself and you're going to be trudging boxes by yourself. And, you know, you're going to be carrying crap and, you know, and nobody's watching your booth and you got to go pee and you know, stuff like that. So and nobody's watching my booth right now. Are there any questions? Anyway, anybody have any questions before we keep rambling on? Let's keep rambling on. Let's keep rambling on. Then. <laughs> so then what well, like be- you were saying, though, about people you see come and go in this business. Um, Every Megacon or every New York Comic Con, we would go there and like, oh, there's a new guy. He spent a lot of money on his booth. There's that guy. <laughs> and then every year we're like, not going to see him next year. Not gonna see him <laughs> and and yeah. it's true. They're not there next year because they don't have the passion for it. They have the idea like, oh, I want to make comics. It's going to be so cool. But if, yeah. you don't, if you don't have a story that you want to tell, if you don't have a, a concept or an idea you want to yeah. get out there, and if you don't love the medium, if this is just yeah. a transition into making film, 
you got to do it quick because you're not, you're not you're you're going to lose your passion. For and and the main thing is like keep in mind like I, I learned this doing stand up, but when I was doing stand up comedy, one guy said, um, "If you can make half the room laugh, you're winning like huge." Not everybody's going to like your project. There's literally I've had people like like. And like I handed him a bag of crap. I'm like, what is this? You know, um, and it's just gonna happen. That's fine. You're not for everybody. You want people that when they are into it, they really. I don't look at also likes or counts or anything. I don't look at comments. Because when people give me comments today, I felt really good because I had two or three people come up to the booth and be like, "What's up with Zombiers? When are you gonna finish it?" That was you my question. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh crap! These people still remember my book, so I gotta finish it." So it puts fire in my in, in, in me. That's one of the main things you gotta keep in mind. That a lot of times people are going to identify with you in some way, and and you gotta just get, you know make that one of the core things about your book as a property. Look at each book also has its own business. It's its own IP. Sometimes you got to notice, like, maybe you got that passion. You want to get it out of your system. You want to get it out. But after three issues, if you see that it's not happening, be an adult and kill it. You got to kill your baby sometimes. And you got to be like, all right, let me put this aside and then work on the next thing. Because let me tell you right now, your first comic, almost 99% sure it's going to suck. <laughs> because it's just your first comic. So you got to. So get it out of your system. Get it out there. Um, I have a policy that if I'm not having fun drawing it, I don't think people are going to have fun reading it. If you have fun drawing, if you're like, <laughs> you know, you're like, or fun writing it, or fun putting it together, or like, bro, we'll sit there and we'll be like, man, and what if the guy does this and then the guy comes in and says, oh my God, that's so cool. Then we know that it's going to be a good book. If not, don't do it. Yes? With regards to killing your babies, I've actually dealt with the funny thing of, of, of putting it down for a while too. You ever had it where you put it down? Oh, tons of times. I've, I have at least. I have on my phone and uh, a whole like notes. You know, all my notes. I have at least under my ideas folder about 119. And I'll, I'm not saying they're all good. I, like, I don't want to say that like ah, I'm awesome. Look at me. That's like more like I have ADD and it's not undi- it's not diagnosed. Uh, but a lot of times I go back and I just leave it there. And sometimes I'll do a sketch or a drawing or something that I'm working on. Man, that would be cool there. All right, I literally have one book that I, I want to do with a friend of mine. We have no name for it. We keep just calling it Space Mafia. And we're like, whatever. What is it? The Mafia. Where? Space. That's it. And I just keep writing it and I keep adding scenes to it. I keep, uh, you know, it's these brothers that are in a, a casino that's on an asteroid between Mars and Earth and they're trying to deal with it. And I like, literally, we stole the movie Casino. And I said, let's just do that in space. And so, <laughs> so because of that, we kind of put it there. I know one day I'll get to it. You know, right now I have probably the first three issues done. I have two or three scenes I want to get to. It's good. It's, it's, it's there, simmering on the side. So that's but not Even to that, with like killing your babies or whatever, like you say, holding on to everything. You've written this scene in this space mafia mm. story with the, in the casino. And with, say four years from now, you're working on a science fiction comic. Like, oh, I can work that scene that I wrote. Yeah. You know, but, so hold on to all your ideas. Keep them in the back of your mind, percolating. You never know where it might resurrect as something else. Like, it's because you think you're writing a space mafia yeah. book. You could be writing the next Dune with a space mafia subplot. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I find that that's just the normal creative process, really. It's not going to form itself all at once. But I think I, I, when I say the Kill Your Babies, also it's the business aspect. Because then there is a, a finite there, which is money. Yeah. Money and attention. 
because sometimes you could have a property that's doing really great and you might be neglecting it because you want to keep this one thing alive yeah, and it's yeah. not working and maybe you're at the wrong time maybe you're at the wrong place maybe you just don't market it maybe you just don't have the right angle it's okay to back away yeah. okay. but that's down the road i mean they're just starting out they haven't had, who, who's actually made a comic the only oh, a few people have yeah, yeah so there you that's go. something yeah, yeah there you go yeah but when, when you're just starting out you, you just have that one no. little idea you're trying to eh, now how many of you are doing like web comics that's a whole thing. Okay, that's a, that's something that I do, I did for many years. Web Comics is a great way right now. Webline Tunes has a deal with DC Comics. DC is going to be publishing some stuff on there. There's already some stuff that they did. Uh, it's, it's awful. Yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, but there's a there's some more stuff down the line because I know some artists that are working on some stuff. That, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But they tried to do a, some. They actually did Line for a while. That was their web comic line of DC and it. Okay. Folded too. But that was just on their site. That wasn't, yeah. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Just but that's how you started. Now, Zombie Years was just on your website. It yep, wasn't on Zombie Because I was in graphicsmash.com for many years. I did a comic called Vigil on that. And then I did it for about five years. Then I said, no, I'm going to make com- web comics myself and I'm going to build a website. Do I know how to build a website? No. <laughs> and I sat there reading articles and stuff and translating Russian websites so I can like program my stuff. and. And well, that's you know, how you do it. That's a whole other thing, too. And I've always said this whenever anybody's starting off doing comics. Do your research. Spend your time learning how to make comics. Don't just, I, I took a writing class in high school. I can write a comic. You can't. It's going to be horrible. Spend to learn, learn the craft. Writing for comics are different than writing for prose or writing for movies. It's like a weird hybrid of the two. Yeah. So if you don't understand the process for making a comic, you're, it's not going to be and good. And technically, like, as a writer, there is no one way. There's a tried way. You know, but Neil Gaiman said for every time he worked with a different artist, over a hundred projects, each time he worked with them, it was different. It was a different thing. Oh, sure, but there's still the principle of scene one, uh, page you know, one, panel one, verse panel one, verse just writing yeah, yeah, a page yeah. of dialogue text. Especially if you have to paint this picture and make the artist understand what you're going for, and listen to the artist when he says, "Well, what if we do it as this panel? What if I like, do it as a series of panels? What if it's a splash page? What if it's a... learning all those things?" I teach at Miami Dade College sometimes, and I do uh, down in the Hylia campus. I do a workshop, and I do also in the Kendall campus. I do a workshop. Uh, when I do that, um, we have creative writing. We have teachers come in, and just seeing about how also using comics in in the classroom and everything. And I always tell people all the time, just try it out. If you're a fan of something, if you say, oh, man, there's this one manga I like or this one comic book I like, study the crap out of it, but look at how they make it. That's actually what I did. When I first started, I, I, my background was in film and television production. When I wanted to transition into comics, uh, Civil War was big, the comic series Civil War. And I tracked down uh, the script. Uh, who wrote that? Mark Millar? Millar? I got the script for that, and I, and I, did it, I read the book. Read the script. So I, 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 I backwards engineered how he wrote his script. And then what I, one thing I did, too, because, again, the film's my background. I, one of my favorite films is Lethal Weapon. Uh, you, you, none of you were born when it came out. The, um, uh, but I took that movie and I said, how would I translate this into a comic? How would I make the pacing for that work? And I sat there and I actually wrote a comic script for, like, the first, would have been, like, the first ten pages of Lethal Weapon just to figure out, just to, just to hone myself a little bit before I started writing my first comic because I, I, wanted, I wanted to have some kind of skill to bring to the table before I, you know, and hired an artist. And that, that's a whole nother we'll talk about hiring artists and what a nightmare that is. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. I'm mean, sure artists are wonderful to work yeah, with. Yeah, if All you're, of you are, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The workshop you mentioned yeah, comic book workshop. We do it once per summer and sometimes one in fall. 
Uh, it'll be announced. It's mostly at the Highland campus, but I have done it at the Kendall campus. It'll be on your social media. Yeah, yeah I'll put it on my social media. I'm always posting on there. So when I tell I do the workshop and everything else. And most of them, that's, again, breaking down comics. We get into the history of it. But it's the same thing, Q&A, because everybody's at a different level. So sometimes it's a... I have a theory on the history of comics. I did, is, I, I did a panel on the history of comics with the library, and I think I came to the conclusion that the Comics Code Authority was better for comics than not having it. Better for... It made, because it forced people to make comics people wanted to read, not just their pet projects and whatnot. Because they, they had to fit certain parameters. Yeah, but it also stunted the growth culturally of comics overall. Because it did, that's why comics in a better place where, now than they were when the culture... No, we're a bunch of superhero idiots, you know? Like, I mean, and I like superheroes as much as anybody else, but we got stunted. If you go to Europe and Japan, you have all... Japan, they have comics yeah, about... that's a wholly different market, though. No, I mean, but market. culturally it would have been the same. But what happened is they... think about them just No. I'm thinking about it. It sucked. Um, you're going to meet all types of people in comics, by the way. And you're going to come from different backgrounds, and it's fun. It's yeah, nobody has different backgrounds than us. Yeah, pretty much. Um, what was I going to say? So, yeah, when dealing with artists and dealing with writers, this is for the writers and artists, Yeah, it, it's always cool to have friends and friendship and yay and hold hands and all that stuff. But um, you know what's really great is a contract. Um, have it in writing, even if it's an email. Better a contract. And not because it shouldn't be insulting. It's not insulting for you to ask somebody to sign a piece of paper promising that they're going to hold their end. Well, when There's I work my contracts, I explain that this also proves that I'm going to hold my end. Yeah. I'm, I'm, this, is me, this is you promising me and me promising you. I'm going to pay you this. You're going to deliver this by yeah. this time. So it's, it's, it's a mutual thing. Just being yeah. whoever initiates the contract, it's still a mutual understanding. Yeah, yeah. and I think that the other thing is, too, is that, like, for writers a lot of times, you know what happens is that you're going to write this thing, and I was like, oh, this beautiful scene inside an alleyway with four different chain link fence and a 1972 Buick and this and that. Draw this. And then the artist is like, and he's going to spend the next 24 hours trying to draw this chain link fence scene that you have. While that's happening, you're the cheerleader. You're the person that's pumping the other person, maybe get them a cup of coffee, maybe while they're doing stuff. Or if not, if it's somewhere across the sea or on the inner line, you're at least helping them get some other stuff done. You're cheerleading. You're oh, trying sure. to help out. You're going to be doing spinning a lot of other plates than the artist because the artist is doing the time-consuming part of drawing it. But uh, coming back to contracts, there's nothing wrong with having it. And it's just an understanding that we're going to be – some people are 50-50. If they want to pay you up front, I've done that too. I worked on a graphic novel. Nope, nope. I got burned too many times of that. Well, the one time that happened to me – well, a couple of times I got burned. But the one time that wasn't really a burn, I, I worked on a 110-page uh, graphic novel, did all the pages, turned in the work. The guy paid me great money. I, I lived on it for a year. I loved it. One day next to the other, he had to file bankruptcy, he had to leave, and he left with all the artwork. Now, he paid me. He paid me everything. But I have nothing to show for it. I have 10 pages that are scanned. Where's the book? What happened to the book? Uh, it's gone. I don't know why it is. His name is Marco Vitti. He used to uh, run a Micro Comics from Italy. And uh, he, uh, how you say, uh, disappeared. You know, so and that's where Space Mafia came. Yeah, so and that's why Space Mafia. So it does happen, and everything else. That's the saddest part. I just I don't have the pages to show the work. Yes. So you're basically paid to create the work, but it was just never published. It was never published. It was never made. Oh, that happened. And I got paid. I got that money a lot. Even as a writer, that'll happen. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the budget so drop out. There's no money. Something happened. Right now, paper costs are through the roof. Tell me Printing about it. costs are through the roof. Tell me about it. So a lot of times, like people have asked us, hey, what are you going to print? We have five comics ready to go at Creature, ready to go to print. 
we have not pulled the trigger because the prices are really high. Well, I know a publisher who would have eaten those costs, but you said no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. Um, so it's, a, it's, a, it's hard. This is the other thing. Be smart about your money. There's a lot of people <laughs> that are going to come at you and say, just do it and passion and this and that. Just be smart. Get different prices. Talk to a printer. Another person you have to have a contract from, a printer. And there's no, nothing insulting about that. Hey, man, you told me the 14th. The 14th, it's going to get there. Right. And if not, what are the penalties for that? Because here's the thing. If you're working with a distributor and you don't get it there on the 14th, you have penalties. You know, yeah. it comes back on you. As a publisher, that's a whole other. I mean, there's some writers and artists. They don't need <laughs> They might ascend. Okay. True, know. true. And they're going to remember you this. Know. So they always have that in mind. And then... Um, and the end product, I guess. And uh, I mean, how many of you plan to actually print a comic book? Okay, all right. Is there any specific questions you guys have? Well, let me ask you, how are you going to sell it? How are you going to get it out there? What's your plan? I'm going to do a Kickstarter. Smart. And then I'll use social media. So that's another question is, how do you spread the word on a new project? Well, I'll tell you, social media isn't what it used to be as far as spreading the word. you got to yeah. pay to play if you want to, if you want to get the word out there. It, it, it gets a, the, and even then, the algorithm is working against you, unless you're throwing a lot of money. I'll, I'll tell you a Kickstarter secret that's worked for me. There's a company called BackerKit. They're a fulfillment service. You don't need them unless you have, a, like, 1,000 backers. However, they do offer something called BackerKit Launch. What's that called? BackerKit Launch. Kit? K-I-T, yep. For $99, you pay them. And, they, and you give them your email list. Make sure you've cultivated an email list that's at least 2,000 or it's not worth doing. And you'll give them your email list or they'll look at your previous Kickstarter backers. And then they, whatever they use manages to bust through spam blockers and gets to the people. It's, it, I've made that $100 back every time I've used it. So okay. I recommend that. If you're going to launch a Kickstarter, look, don't do the backer kit on the back end because that's a waste of money, especially if you only have 100 backers. But with the, with the backer kit launch... That that is that is save some of these Kickstarters. So they'll take your list and it, they'll they'll last to that list, or yes. they'll like clone people that like you. No, no, it's just straight straight your email list. list. Yeah. But once you've launched one Kickstarter, then they have this they have this group of they'll get the emails from those kick from those backers. But what they do, which is clever, is when you send the email, if if you it tells you when you should send like right before you launch the day you launch it looks at people that like if Juan backed it they won't send him an email again so they don't spam Juan yeah. so they don't they don't get that spam kickback so that's like Juan never backs my Kickstarter I've known the guy in 10 years never I'm poor the, <laughs> I did back it and I sent backers to you Thank you for that. Okay, I have like six, like six of my customers. That's this one. I've heard uh, it's a great so there's a, uh, a podcast called Comic Launcher. Mm -hmm. I think it's Tyler. Tyler James. Yeah. James. Mm -hmm. His real name is Tyler Vogel, if you want to. It's <laughs> James Vogel, actually. So he says, don't launch a comic book alone. So yeah, that's why I like how you guys introduced it and, and you know, made some connections here. Um, but, but, but I've never done that, so like how, have you ever launched a, something with other creators to either help spread the word or kind of as a collaborative thing because they have their he, own network? He's in a unique situation that he has that collaboration. I don't. Yeah. And I, found, and I love everybody I work with. I'm not saying anything bad about them, but they never come out to support my own. And, no, and, I, and I will say this. I had, I've done 14 Kickstarters, all... Fourteen, seven are ours, and then seven were other people's. So I, I either worked at. So then, but like in the last ten years or something like that, <coughs> I want to say, yeah, all were successful. I had my first unsuccessful one in October. 
Um, and that was because of the team. It was because of the timetable. The writer wanted to push it, and he wanted the Kickstarter out. He wanted this, everything else. And it was just badly launched. There was a lot of things out of my hand that I was just like, all right, I'm, in, I'm getting a bad hand at this. Um, you have to be very prepared. You're doing a song and dance. I tell people at the very least, and this is on the low end, launching a Kickstarter is like having a part-time job. Yep. For the, for, and this is the low end. That's, that's why I went from doing four weeks to three weeks. Yeah, that's when I see people like, let's do an eight-week like, Kickstarter. Like, you're stupid. Like, you want to punish yourself. Because you have to figure every day you need to go out there and you need to chime the bell. You need to write emails to people. You need to write the press. You need to write to anybody who can put you on a podcast, anybody that can put you on it and say, hey, I'm doing this project. Can you help me out? Get the word out. Yeah, your own PR agent. You know, that's how... Even past Kickstarter... For the rest of time, when you publish a comic, that's what you are. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're constantly hitting the street. You're constantly, and then that's what he was talking about. You have to have money to do this to start off with. Like for especially for the Kickstarter. Like I have a book. Like like I have a book that I'm working on. I've already paid the artist two thousand dollars, and I still don't have it colored or lettered yet. And I, and and it, I'm gonna launch it on Kickstarter, but I don't want to launch it on Kickstarter until the book's ready because I don't want to be late delivering my product because you'll 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 lose backer support. Yeah, I'm a backer can't. and you're late, I'm not going to back your next one. I literally have had people sit there and say they had 8 or 10 pages of a 130-page manga book and they want to launch a Kickstarter. To pay for the rest of it. And then I go, how long did it take you to do the 8 or 10 pages? It's like about a year. I'm like, no, you're not launching anything because you're going to look like – and this is the other thing. This industry is very small in the sense that everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. You start ripping people off or you start – even look, people will forgive lateness. They'll even forgive the most people. Some people won't. Some people will be like, "Screw you! I don't want to buy your stuff anymore." Other people will will forgive lateness. If you're the guy who gets to say, "Sorry, something came up. This happened. This happened. My computer was on fire." Blah 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 blah. I'm cool that. And one. there are people like that. And, okay, cool. They'll, they'll forgive you. Though the year later, you get their book. Yay! Okay, there's no problem. If you rip people off, you can only do it once. That's yep. it. People will not go back to the well. I'll say this as a working as a working artist. As a working writer, too. If you're in this industry, you're dealing with us. Martin's going to get somebody that might come in and say, hey, have you ever heard of this guy? And if I have a bad story about him. We've heard that before. We've talked yeah, about Yeah. But there's guys that. Anchor. Yeah. 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 There's guys that are like, that guy? And you'll, we'll see him at a con. And you're like, what's up, bro? You know, you guys never called me. It's like, <laughs> okay. And walk away. That's the truth. Of so it. that's the thing. So a lot of people know each other. Look at your community. Look at the people around you. Look at your people that like really into your work. Get them behind you. Word of mouth is still very strong. Yep. If it's seven, I'm the type of you think about it. If I tell you right now, there's a great burger place down the street. The burger place is awesome. You should go to that. Mm. But then another person comes out and be like, man, have you been to that burger place? Yeah. Anyway, and then that third person says, man, that burger place is really like, I gotta go now. <laughs> If I put a bunch of billboards everywhere, you're not going to believe that. You're not going to look at that and be like, oh, wow, I'm going to believe the billboard. You're going to believe word of mouth. But Kickstarter follows into that as well. There's a community. Everything's got a community. Everybody's in a community. This is a community. The community's not supporting you. It's not your community. Walk away. But the, like with Kickstarter, though, if you've done one Kickstarter and you had 50 backers, that's a sign to somebody 
oh, well, this is, you know, people are interested in this. Even if you don't know the people personally, you look at some of the testimonials that come up and do that. If you back a Kickstarter, go and write a comment. Hey, thanks for this book came out great because it helps them. It helps the algorithm for one, yeah. but it helps them when they're launching their next Kickstarter. And that's how you build your fan base. You build your fan base but like by I, not ripping people off. Oh, yeah. Like giving them good product and being good to people. I, I've done – I'm probably this year I do Substack. I do Patreon. I am probably You're going You're on to, Substack? Yeah. I'll sign up for that. Uh, but I probably, I was just going to say, I'm going to probably be closing them now oh. because on my blog, I have people that, I have about 3,000 people that go every Sunday and read everything. Um, so I'm just going to be concentrating on that so I have one spot to put my comics to put everything. But you won't make I money on to, a blog. The what? You won't make money on a blog. Substack or Patreon will generate revenue. WordPress can. WordPress can. Oh, can. Yeah, yeah. And you can make a Patreon like, oh, like WordPress. Oh, to get through? Yeah. Okay. And you can do... Um, Advertisement, you can do. How that works for you? Because yeah. I'm using Patreon. It's not really. Well, you know that. Yeah, yeah. Patreon's okay. I, and I had a lot of people, but a lot of people fell off because of one thing or another. I mean, real reasons. And I had one guy that was supporting me 100 bucks a month, and I was like, and I'm like, dude, for real? Like, I'm like, really? Like, what do you, what want? Do you want from me? Here's my blood. <laughs> Pictures of what? Um, you, would, but, uh, you would do it. But the guy was a really big fan of mine from Chicago. He had seen me at the concert before. He wanted to make sure I had somebody. So that's what I'm going to say. Community is important, it's, but, it's but you community. have to deliver on it. It's like any relationship. It's like, you know, if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, you got to be like, what are you getting for me? And what do you do for me? And blah, blah, blah. it's a back and forth. And so as long as you deliver that on there and develop it, and I would say develop that first. People love seeing process. If you start drawing and you're showing what you're doing and this is my thing and don't be worried about sharing the idea because probably somebody's doing it anyway. Yeah, that, that's a, and, and you just start putting those out there, you're going to see people going, ah, oh, cool, I want to see the next thing that you're doing. Like I like um, custom action figures. I love like when people customize action figures. And, weird, and there's like two or three, like I want to say seven or eight people that I really follow on Instagram because it's just like so cool to see how they figure out, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put a pin vice, and I'm going to, like that's so cool. I like seeing that process. And then the final product is like, oh, whatever, that's cool. But the process is, people like seeing it. As an artist, and even as a writer, they want to see your process. As an artist, they love seeing the mess. They like seeing the, the, the drafting board full of ink, and you're drawing it, and you're grinding. Because that's what people, everybody else is like, oh, my God, that's so dirty. Like, that's the stuff, that's the meat, man. That's where you want to sit. So you got to look into doing something like that. We're opposite. Yeah. I mean, a nice clean desk. With a- no. <laughs> Any questions? Any more questions before we jump into something else that's probably irrelevant? Anything? Yeah, my art desk is a... Like, okay, well, let's talk community because you mentioned community. And like you said, I believe your community is what you develop. You can't just walk into, I'm in the comics community now. Yeah. Everybody's going to support me because they say they will, no. but they won't. They won't show up when the actual rubber hits the road. Um, one thing also, starting off, I assume once you publish your comic, you're going to want to do Comic Cons like this one, which is a lovely show run by our friend George. The... Um, Shows like this are a great place to start. Don't ju- don't jump into MegaCon or SuperCon or whatever whatever con, crappy con, right off the bat. Start with the small one-day yeah. shows because the cost is less, especially if it's clear, no, close to you, travel, no hotel, no extra food costs because all that adds up. The um, And when you're building your booth, you can, you can, there was a guy, I can't remember his name, uh, Valley, I think was his last name. But anyways, he built this, he started off, built this giant booth, spent $1,000, lights, all kinds of stuff on his booth. Meanwhile, I'm setting up PVC pipe, building my own, my own it's true, building my own grid, because I'm like, I'm not going to dump that, and I'm still in business, and he's not. So, you know, start, start off as, you don't have to jump in, you know, make a good product. That's where your focus is. Everything else is ancillary to making that good product, is my opinion. No, 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 I, I, I think it's very true. 
Um, you have to be able to, in the end all be all, back up your work, back up the concept, back up what it is, and lean on that and say, this is good. And if you don't believe that, then don't go out there parading it. And, you know, stay online, be producing it until you feel confident. Because if you're out there going, oh, this is my book. Yeah, yeah I'm bad about that. this. And it's like, no, that, then I don't, why should I buy it from you? You know, you speak from your chest. And you'd be like, this is my book. It's good. No, that's that, that's what attracted me to these guys. We were we were. I met them. I met you at MegaCon 2010, and yeah. these guys were. I wouldn't say hustling. Yeah. They were hustling, but they were just constantly. John, his buddy John's like, here, look at this book. This yeah. is about dinosaurs and cowboys. You got to read this book. Yeah. Five dollars. Yeah. yeah, that's how. It, it, and I was like, wow. And I'm sitting there going, I got a book. I want yeah. my book. And they're. Yeah. The sales, salesmanship is everything. That's something you have to develop. And it's not bad. You don't have to be hokey about it. Because like I said, some people are just going to look and they're not going to be into it. Um, we have, you know, uh, uh, bad girls kind of vibe to us. A lot of murder stuff. So I have people that straight up be insulted by our work. Girl. You know, people just be like, that's shameful. I'm like, well, it may- <laughs> I like it. You know, well, and that's it. If you read that one issue with Tommy, that's pretty shameful. They yeah, yeah. The clown but I like clown. it. Yeah, but that's, that's my humor and that's what I want to go for. And so you be unapologetic about it. But be smart, be forward, have a vision so that people can anchor behind you and say, I get it, I want it. Because it's a brand. You're wearing that shirt because you subscribe to Mob Psycho. You know? Yeah, you're wearing that shirt because of Tokyo, Japan. You're wearing, like, the clothing that we wear. I'm wearing a He-Man shirt, you know? We, because we're identifying with it. If uh, How you have your hair, how you have your glasses, you're identifying with it. People need to identify with you. And so develop your brand in that way, your ideas, your IPs, whatever, so that people can develop and then be like, oh, I get this. I'm on, on this guy's track. I want to be there. And at the very least, maybe it's not that sale today, but they're going to follow you. Mm-hmm. They're going to put that little bell icon and they're going to be like, all right, cool. When you publish something... Maybe at that moment they don't have the money for you. Right, yeah. that's where I fail because yeah. somebody come to the table and look at the book and go, "Oh, that's," and I'll be like, "And that's wrong. I need to stop doing it <laughs> because they might they you know, they'll, they'll say, oh, cosmotimes.net, I'll look that up.' You know, I'm like, yeah, you will, sure you will, but they some do, some do, and I, that's something that, that is a flaw of mine. Yeah. I think Juan has seen that many times at comic shows. I think, look, my temperament is that also I get that, like, I'm an artist, man, and just like, that's how you feel. So sometimes I have that hippie kind of aspect to myself that I'm just like, well, I'm not for everybody. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. My main thing is, did I do my best? Yes. Did I give them the big show? Yes. And if they didn't bite, they didn't bite. Maybe the year again. Because I've had people be like, you were here last year, right? Yeah, but yes, I was. And oh, okay. And then they buy this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes time and it takes, you're competing with so many things. You have to think, again, go back, stop and say, as a customer, how do you process? If somebody, you see something really cool and they say, it's five bucks, how would you react? Really cool, it's 20 bucks, how would you react? There's a difference there. And depending on how you're living, and I'm an artist, so I'm... I I may I, I might not be able to do the twenty dollars. I might be able to do the five dollars. Right. I might be able to follow you. So you have that different levels and scale for people to get get what into. Does mean- oh, I was trying to really myself cheap. too. What? Really cheap. That's just that. This is cheap. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you're really cheap. It might be really horrible. I don't know. That's what my dad used to be like. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna find out. You shouldn't be doing. I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> there's that one gif of me now from now on on Reddit, like racist Mexican. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, but be, you know, if you can go forward with your work, really plan it out, look at it. I, I, I still to this day study every type of brand that's out there. There's a drink called Liquid Death. Yes. It's literally water in a can. But it tastes like crap. It's, it's just water in a can, right? No, but it has this weird aluminum taste to it. It's that's water in a can. Yeah. <laughs> it's a can too. So, but they were talking about it, and it's like, dude, they were able to market water in a can because they said, why? It's recyclable. You're not using plastic. It's really cool. It has skulls Great on name. it. And it has like this, the guy that played, you know, the werewolf guy from uh, True Blood is like, oh, was a, a sponsor, a spokesman for it. Uh, who's also Deathstroke in the in the in the uh, DC universe? So all this stuff, they kind of got like this role playing game, a D and D heavy metal aspect behind it. That was all a brand to sell water in a can. I bought you, some. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've drank it. Yet. It's not good. I have like I've had T shirts and stuff because people gave I it to me. I took a picture with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then what happens is so you got to look at it that way with the same thing in your comic book and with your brand how do you develop the brand how do you get people to identify with it and say this is cool this is what I want to know and it's the same thing so try to develop that community because in the long run the community will pay off I like I, it's cool that I got people that have been with us for 10 plus years a creature for creature and I can go back and be like hey man I have this new project and they're like all right what can I get like literally they'll say what can I get for 100 bucks you know like I'm like uh, <laughs> you know, so de- develop that kind of thing. Any questions? No, why no questions? We're answering everything. We're amazing. We're gurus. We've done this too many we times. Yes. When, when do you figure it's the right time to go into merch? Merchandise? I've never really done that well with it. I mean, t-shirts is about all. I mean, I mess with it because I get, I have a tea public and I put t-shirts on there. I make maybe 60, 70 bucks off it every month because it's like bad. I have like 30, 30 designs on there and I've been growing. Yeah, but that's not all based off your IP. You have like, no, no, I have that artwork of mine that I put on there. Some stuff I can't put up because I did this for Image Comics, so that doesn't belong to me. I did this for Vampirella, I can, but this I could do and put on there. Um, but I don't know. I, I find that with merchandise, until you get that fan base, no one's going to want to buy a button with your character on it. I mean, yeah. some people just buy buttons. That's, that's the thing. that's the brand. Sometimes you have to like. I literally try to put myself in that, that mindset of, like, a stupid producer from TV, you know? And it's like, oh, this is hot. The kids are going to love it. So, like, I try to put myself in that mindset, and I say, what's a cool phrase that's happening in the book? What, what's a cool scene? What can we literally exploit and turn into a product? Because that's what happens. How do things become a meme? You know, if you're lucky enough that somebody picks up something from what you're doing and turns it into a meme, that's huge. You can bank on it. And you have to be careful with it. There was a local artist now that he's suing um, this fashion brand because they took his decal idea, which is this mirror, and he would put the decal on it. And it says, screaming silently inside, in parentheses, and he would put it on the mirrors. He was been selling it for five years on Etsy himself. And this, the other company took it and everything else. But it was something that he made, and he put together, and it just blew up. So if you can develop it something like that, and you can go for it, go for it. But until then... Find out something because sometimes just your character, just a picture, is not enough. No, we all have that illusion. I'm gonna make action figures. Everybody's gonna love my characters. They're gonna. Yeah. Now you can go to T Public and you can upload a thing. It doesn't cost you a dime. They print it. They send it out. You don't have to. And there's a million kind. Society Six. there's all those, yeah, there's a, a bunch, bunch of, of those yeah. companies. Redbubble. And it just uh, lives on. Is that t-shirts or that's No, t-shirts, shower cases. curtains, yeah. 
Shower curtain. Somebody made a shower curtain from zombie or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, one? like one of the, the, the cover. The, 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 the cover? Yeah. Uh, Which is not bad. I'm like, that's actually that's, pretty that's cool. Good. It's the right size, yes. too. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, the merch is fun. It's Again, this is a perfect example of like you have to be very careful. If I make a button with Spider-Man on it, don't. And I make a button with your character on it, which one's gonna sell? Unless your character just has this all-around catchy charm. Or something to it that they want to identify with. They can identify with Spider-Man. Way Even faster. then, like we've like with the Sugar Boogers, we had some really catchy characters. Go to a con. I'm selling my my sugar burger pin for five dollars. This guy's selling a Spiderman print for twenty five. He's just selling them like yeah, this. I just went out there. Yeah. To, I just went out there among the booths to you know, develop stickers and things like stationery and things like that. And I picked up things that I knew of since childhood. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really interested in the things that I didn't know who that character. Right, and there's nothing like, wrong with that. There's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. They look beautiful, well executed, but I'm like, who is that? It looks nice, but I remember yeah. the ones that I grew up with. Which yeah. is why it's hard to do what we're doing. Yeah, it's hard because you're developing it from the ground up. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So it, it, it is its own thing. I don't want to go over time. I don't know. We got like five more minutes, I think. It's supposed to be 45 minutes or an hour? I don't know. I spoke with you, Martin, that you, you're distributed through uh, Diamond, which is that fits into all the comic books uh, shops they, they can be ordered how do you and I, and I know you have a store how do you uh, you, you kickstart do you also distribute uh, other? right now we haven't had any active books on Diamond for the last four or five years just because between the COVID and everything else yeah, they're, in, they're in Diamond as well they're in Diamond we're in Diamond but uh, there's Diamond now there's Lunar um, good luck getting in with them it's an all inside job uh, and, and everything else. Um, that's that's one aspect of it. There's been a lot of people that want to break the paradigm of being distributed by Diamond, but it is a badge. Yeah, he mentioned that there's one out there. Another every 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 few months, I get an email. Hey, I have my own distribution company. We're going to be the best thing ever. Sign up with us. Unless they can show you proof that they're getting your stuff in stores, or they're going to pay you up front, it's not it's not worth yeah. the effort. Yeah, you can get into you're it. Bet, you're better off just selling them online. Back in the 90s, before the big uh, bubble blew up in the 90s, there were about seven distributors. And, and, and some of people weren't born then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know some of them weren't born by then. <laughs> but, um, and, and, but you also had a circulation of like 100,000 per copy, some of these. Yeah. So it's a different time and era. Um, seven distributors for comics? Yeah. 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 Right now, right now we regional. have three. Now, luckily. Well, for a long time, we had only yeah. one. If it wasn't for the pandemic, we wouldn't have three. Yeah. Because Diamond, Diamond had to deal with DC that if they ever failed to distribute their books, DC could break the contract. Once the pan and they didn't ship the books, DC was free to go over to who are they with? They're not well, with Lunar. They are. No, that no Marvels with Lunar. Oh no, oh, DC is no, with Lunar. Marvels with Penguin Random. Penguin Random. Yeah. So. so that was a thing too, and that, that's also Disney aspects. I think bigger corporations, but there is something to say about self distribution. But that's like another job. So look at all the things that we've talked about. You gotta be on top of contracts. You gotta be an editor. You gotta be a writer. You gotta be an artist. You gotta be this. Now you're doing the, I always make the joke, like I'm the stock boy, the bus boy, the like everything. I'm also the president. I'm also everything in, in, in my business. I do everything that I can in the comic shop and the publisher. So this is another aspect that you're doing when that's a whole job in itself. Because if you're in charge of sales, as a salesman, that's another thing. I've been a salesman. I, was, I worked for Hewlett Packard. It was really easy to sell computers 
because at that time it was like the, the end of the 90s everybody needed a computer so it was real easy but then they came out with a thing called an ipac ipaq biggest piece of garbage in the world and i remember they gave me one for free it was 550 dollars they're like here so you can sell it and i went i tried it for one day and i'm like oh, this, this is, is their garbage handout? yeah it's a handheld uh, palm pilot and i was like this is a piece of garbage and then i just i ended up selling it to one of the salesmen where i worked and for 300 and my boss was like why did you sell it i'm like that's a gar- garbage i can't sell it and i and i can sell computers i can sell printers and because they work day at work yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i i said no i had really good sales and i never had a problem I, because i i could sell something that works so if you're in sales you have to be confident in what you're selling and know that's not a piece of garbage that goes back to you have to have a passion for it yeah. your passion for your story passion for the way it looks passion for the the medium of comics and passion for the even the physical book you have to love this so much it's like all right i'll sell it yeah. you know <laughs> Uh, talking about some artists, uh, and I've been trying to find some artists for uh, two books I'm, I just finished writing and, and having them edited by comic book editors. That's a whole other topic. That's but, a huge. Um, uh, our most, do you find that uh, I'm finding most of the artists today uh, that have work in comics that it's mostly all digital? Do you, do you guys ever work with people that still do uh, physical paper? I, I mean, I'm an artist myself. I work digitally and traditionally. I'm moving more and more to digital just because. It is easier in the workflow. Um, I don't like it. I like to paint. I like to have a bigger things. But I'm, I'm, I'm just probably trying. It's all tools. So whatever the tool that works, I'll well, use it. Well, if you're going to go to Kickstarter, I would recommend at least doing the covers physically, so you have an, you have original art you can sell. I was going to get to that. That will spike your Kickstarter having them on there. Like yeah. Zach, my art martyr Zach, has switched to doing digital. I'm like, bro, we can't sell that. You know, this is unless we're doing. Sometimes NFT. you'd have to have. Yeah, you have to have pencils. You have to have like something that you know people can hold on to and say it's part of the original. Again, the process. When people see process, they like to own the. You know, it's like when you're know, like, oh, this is Elvis's last sandwich that he ate before he died. Don't you want to buy it? Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's, it doesn't matter. But that's the thing. So, uh, yeah, having some kind of physical thing from it. Yeah, like uh, even if it's just pencils. Even if it's the original sketch, it's something. It's a lot easier to have. But I try to mix it up. There's all kinds of other ways to do things. Like we do for Zach, my Zach, my artist, who I, I just try to make sure he gets, keeps getting money from these Kickstarters because some of these properties have been around for a while. The, um, that's it. You can recycle old properties through Kickstarter. You could do your book that you have on uh, Amazon through Kickstarter. The, um, but we'll do sketch blank sketch covers. And people will commission through the Kickstarter for Zach to draw a sketch. Yeah, I have like two commissions myself at yeah. the table that I got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a way to add value to your... But again, those cost more to print than it does print a regular comic. It's all kinds of... Like you say, you're trying to manage all this by yourself. Yes, ma'am. The bane of every artist finances. How do you balance your life finances with all the work and creating and keeping the bills off your back? What was this? What was this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just being, uh, I mean, the, fortunately, I'm in a very good place in my life where I don't need much. I, there's no frills. There's no, nothing. Everybody tells me about some TV show. Have you seen this? No, I'm too busy drawing. Same here. You know? I only have so much hard drives. Yeah, exactly. And so a lot of things I try to cut back on. I try to make sure I don't live extravagantly. I think the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I try to still eat well. I try to not eat junk food. I try to go out and like with my girl and eat in good places and stuff like that. We try to be good, good about. It. That's probably our biggest thing is maybe one or two good meals a week that we like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My challenge. I always swing between the two extremes of 
okay, in order to make more money to sustain myself, but then it takes away from the creating time. But yes. Two more the creating it's time, a balance. I'm making barely yes. enough to get by every month, and I'm like, damn it. I'm, I'm in the same so boat you are. No. And that's where you, you got to stop looking at it as a dichotomy, as two different things, and as one thing. Yep. What happens is that's why I say that, that is a challenge, that, 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 that this is your life. This is what you want to do. Other people, there's a lot of things I don't have. I don't have a child. I, I, don't have, I haven't been married. You know, is it because of the art and the comics and the stuff? That's up to the debate. I, I, I ask myself because you're going to be serious about something. You want to get into something and you want a, a dream that, to happen. And you try to, you decide, okay, do I want this or not? That's what you Well, you I, I can speak to the exact opposite. I have, I, have a, I have two kids. I have, I have a nice house. I have a nice life that I struggle to maintain on top of doing this. But I didn't start doing this until I was 39 or no. 30, 37 because I'm almost 50. No. The, um, so sometimes you have to put things off. Yeah. Or like he, I, I did the kids and the family, and now I'm doing this. Juan's doing this, and maybe he'll do the kids and the family a little later. Yeah. Once he trims his beard a little bit, it's kind of out of control there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's COVID beard. Oh, okay. yeah. COVID time. Really like, I guess kind of like I'm in a stage where I'm like turning my life and carving out. Always, always, it's streamlining. It's streamlining. Well, you hit the nail on the head with like, I get a lot of people. Hey, did you watch the new show or did you play the new? Like, I don't even own a video game system. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, you're a 40, 49 year old white dude. That's all, that's all we do is play video games. Not me. All I do is sit in front of or a Or sports or like news or yeah. like, who's invading what today? Like, I, you know. Oh, speaking of news, my best advice I give at every panel whatever your political views are, don't put it on Facebook because people, that will pay, make people will not want to buy your product because of that. Yeah. Unless, unless your product is, I'm an opinionated person. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. More and more. It used to be you could get away with it. People like, oh, I understand. Like, he and I are different politically. But the um, I under, I respect him and he respects me. But now there's a lot of people that won't do that. They'll see you. You're on the other I side. I look back at the conversations that we've had in places. and, and We couldn't have them now. We, we, we'd be in trouble. We'd be, we'd, uh, I don't know we'd be canceled, but... Uh, well, who's going to cancel us? That was canceled. Cancel us. See, that's the advantage We're not loved being enough poor. to be canceled. You know? No one can really cancel you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lot about streamlining life and saying what's the priority. When you get home, they say you have to work a day job. You work a day job, you get home. You know what? You're not going to turn on the TV right away. You know? right. You're going to eat that meal fast, even though you're not gonna, maybe take a breather, and then you're going to get on the drawing board. You're going to get on your computer, and you're going to say, what do I got to attack today? And you're going to sit there with it. And if you do that every day, and you have your calendar, and every day you go, okay, what am I attacking today? What am I getting off? You're going to see after a week, you move this much. Another week, you move this much. But you gotta Another, stay organized. You gotta, you gotta be organized. You gotta be on it. To the point of like, then you're like, Sunday, see mom. You know, like, <laughs> see if mom's still alive. Yeah, and it's like, that's like, and my mom's like, oh, so you just scheduled me? Yes, I literally, we have three hours. I'm gonna take you to Panera, eat a freaking salad and a soup, and then we're gonna go, because I got something that I have to do. You know, that, that's, uh, that's how serious you have to be about it. it yes, question truth. from the back. Oh, yeah, go for it. I think we're wrapping up, though. I know. We're probably wrapping I up really soon. I think we're over time, right? I think, yeah. yeah. Anybody have any last-minute questions? Anything we haven't answered or... No, no, no. Like, I'm going to just ask yeah. about the Oh, okay. That's, All right. I oh, think we did everything wait, Real amazing. quick. Here's one thing I do every panel. You guys want to make your own comics, and, so, and, and you want people to buy your comics and support your comics, right? And I ask yourself, how many copies of Tommy do you own? 
you need to if you want to be supported, you have to support the community. That's what I always say. Yeah. yeah I mean, I don't buy his books, but <laughs> he doesn't buy mine. But we just give, we'll trade them back and forth. But you need to support the community. If you want the community to survive, you have to support it too. You got to back his Kickstarter when he launches, and then he'll back yours. And that's how the community grows. And trade info. I have business cards here. I'm back at my table. You can follow me. You can always see when I have another workshop down here in Miami. And if you have any questions or next events, uh, anything else? No, we got to get out of here. All right. Thank you guys so much. guys that was the panel i hopefully you guys uh enjoyed that you guys got picked up some stuff we got some notes in there that were pretty cool i think that i regularly don't uh cover when i do panels and stuff like that on comics and everything else uh if you want to know more about martin and his books you can go to cosmictimes.net i'll have a link in the profile you can get such books as uh, good and bad and prehistoric uh, right now he's doing uh, From Blood issue 2, which I think you can still pre-order or order through your comic book shop. You can also get it for your Kindle. Uh, he also has Giant Robot Warrior Maintenance Crew. Uh, Mervyn McCoy is a good friend of mine, Nate Hill too. They were cool, awesome hente that I love working with. Uh, now you can also get Takedown. Uh, another one that's awesome that you should read is Deep Space Tragedy uh, by Mike Wagoner. It's awesome, awesome, awesome story. Um, always enjoyed that one uh and yeah and you can you know uh, go to cosmictimes.net and find all that uh as for me this weekend i got two things going on over at skatebird park i'm gonna be there saturday uh setting up a table i have no idea maybe i'll be doing a mural i might be i don't know i know i'm gonna set up with my artwork and everything else and then sunday i'm gonna be at miami con uh you can always call uh try uh uh uh, TryMiamiCon.net I believe it is um, I'm going to have links for that in the profile also and I'll probably have that on uh, my Instagram at Fwakata uh, F-W-A-C-A-T-A anyway, so yeah sorry if this was a bit late but we had a billion things happening in front of us and uh, we had some problems with uh, uploading audio on Anchor yesterday for some reason so that was another delay but we're here and uh, you get your Fwakata this on time alright all right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I love uh, the interactions, all the numbers going on, uh, just people just picking up the podcast more and more. Um, I guess people like the critical race theory, I guess. I don't know. Um, let me know uh, if there's anything else you want me to cover. You can always send me an email at fuacata at gmail.com or any of these fine links that I have below. And if you want, please support the podcast. Go to Patreon just for a buck a month. That helps like crazy. Um... Or on Substack for five bucks a month, and you get some exclusive with the comics that I'm making and all that, all the good stuff. All right, let me get out of here. I gotta put some pearls on this pig of a day and get more stuff going. All right, be good. <laughs>